It is time to tell you what's coming up for the noon to three spot here on 95.3 MNC. And to help us make that big announcement, we have the host that's going to take over the chair on the news line with us. He's an American conservative radio show host, a podcast host. He's a frequent television political commentator, the New York Times bestselling author as well. His books, Life Inside the Bubble, it's all about his career as a Secret Service agent. Also, The Fight, a Secret Service agent's inside account of the security failings in the political machine. And also Spygate, the attempted sabotage of Donald J. Trump. He's Dan Bongino, and his show starts on Monday, May 24th. Welcome aboard, Dan. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. That's uh, crazy how they found a guy named Dan Bongino to host the Dan Bongino. It's weird. (laughs) What a coincidence. Thank you for that kind intro, though. That's very nice. It's uh, really a huge honor. I, I, I can't tell you enough. I, I grew up listening to radio, the great ones, Rush, Mark Levin, who they literally called the great one, you know, Hannity and mm-hmm. others. And to now have a show, it's um, it's very surreal. It's hard, to, it's hard to even get my arms around sometimes. So I'm super excited and uh, really happy to be here. Thanks for the kind intro. So absolutely. What is it like then to carry the responsibility of building upon the three decades of excellence in broadcasting from the one and only Rush Limbaugh? Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> you're going to hear show number one, you know, coming up soon. We're just a couple of weeks away. And um, I'm going to come out of the gate and just be candid with people. There's no replacing Rush Limbaugh. OK, so let, let's just forget that. Let's put that to bed. Um, he was the greatest of all time. And it wasn't just that he was the greatest of all time. It's not just that he, here's, the, here's an analogy. You know, people love stories and analogies. I love it, too. It's not just that he was the greatest, say, baseball player on the planet, right, at the time. He was the greatest baseball player for 30 years. When, when does that happen? Uh, you know, maybe you get a good eight-year run, right? And, that's and not only was he the greatest baseball player for 30 years, he actually invented the game, too, right? National conservative talk radio was not a thing. National radio was, but not national conservative talk radio before Rush Limbaugh. So there's no replacing Rush. But what you can do is, you know, I hate to say be yourself. That sounds kind of cliched and goofy, but it's true. You can just honor his legacy, be yourself, and produce high-quality content that people in your audience are listening and like, gosh, I want to get more of that tomorrow. And I feel like that's what, what we can do. But there is no replacing Rush. He was a legend. Legend. Yeah, absolutely. And we echo those sentiments, Dan. Uh, it is great to have you aboard, though. Uh, what can listeners expect to hear on your show, and how is your program going to be different from all the rest? Well, we do some real deep dives on my show, and that's what led to the book, Spygate, Exonerated, you know, my last one, Follow the Money. What I found is, you know, we always cover the issues of the day. Of course, that matters. I mean, you, you're going to invest three hours a day in me. I promise it's not going to be a waste of your time. You're going to hear about the news of the day. But what you need to know about the news of the day, and not just based on my opinion. I mean, what, you know, you can figure that stuff out, your own opinions about news. But I'm going to bring you facts and things you, you know, people work. They have jobs. They have soccer games for their kids. They don't have time to do what we do. This is what we do. We talk for a living, and it's important. But it's our job to come on the air and provide the, the facts in the background so the context of the story makes sense when you're telling it to people via your opinion. That's what I want to do. But we do deep dives a lot, too. I mean, we broke down the Spygate scandal, the impeachment hoax, like, like no one else. And that's when the podcast audience 
uh, my podcast audience doubled and tripled. People really enjoyed the connections we made, how we tied the loose ends up. And I think we were pretty unique in that respect. And I think after uh, just give us a couple weeks into the show, I think you'll figure that out. Well, Dan, speaking of news of today, no doubt it's been a tenuous couple of years for police who've ended up at the top of headlines for all of the wrong reasons. And as a former New York City police officer, what insight can you share with our audience about your experience serving on the force? Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing like that job. I I always remember an appearance I did on Fox and Friends, and I was talking to Ainsley Earhart. As she was asking me what it's like, you know, to be a police officer and see all this loss around you, seeing police officers attacked degraded, sometimes tragically killed. I mean, you're seeing them now on a weekly basis. And I said, you know, imagine being in your line of work, right? And the line of work I do now with you. And say once a month or once every two weeks, you get a text from a friend saying, hey, remember that guy we worked with? Yeah, he's dead or was attacked. Now, someone in your listening room is like, my gosh, that would be a really terrible job. And thank God in our industry, that doesn't happen. But that happens when you're a police officer all the time. I get those texts once a month. Once every couple of weeks sometimes. Hey, remember Dan? Remember Joe from the police academy? Yeah, remember Stacy? Yeah, her boyfriend shot her with a gun. That happened. That was someone in my police academy class. Remember Dan? I said, yeah, I remember Dan. Yeah, Dan was a good guy, right? Yeah, Dan got hit by a car off-duty uh, helping out a pedestrian who needed help. These are all real stories. And, you know, Ainsley, she was like, wow, that's a really interesting analogy, and it really grounds how important this job is. So having been a police officer and a federal agent, it's, you know, it's offensive to me when we jump to conclusions. I mean, listen, we all need good policing, right? We all agree police misconduct universally condemned and should be. But what we also shouldn't be doing is throwing police under the bus at the first opportunity without giving them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, they're the thin line, that thin crust on the volcano, as, you know, Havelock Ellis once said, right? Mm-hmm. The civilization is the thin crust on a volcano. We need the cops. And I just get personally offended when people just jump to conclusions without giving them at least the due process they deserve. Dan, you also served in the Secret Service for two different administrations, two different political parties with President Bush and President Obama. What's an experience uh, as a Secret Service agent that will forever be branded in your memory? You know, I was a transportation uh, agent. I mean, there's so many. It, it really, they're hard to categorize. I mean, I just, you know, I write about some of them in the book. There's the dangerous ones. You know, we were in Indonesia. And I was doing lead advance for Barack Obama, and we had a, uh, you know, we had this guy suspiciously bouncing in and out of hotel rooms that we caught on a camera. We're like, what is he doing in there? Is he putting, you know, bombs in the rooms? And, uh, you know, Obama was about to land on the, in the Indonesian airfield. And, you know, they're calling me from Air Force One. What's going on? <laughs> it's a true story. I'm not embellishing. I promise you. Like, what is this guy doing? Are we gonna, so we had to go get uh, bomb dogs for the rooms. And Turned out the guy was shady, but he wasn't doing what we thought he was doing. I mean, that's one. But then there were other just heartwarming stories, too. You know, President Bush, who really had a a close affinity for Gold Star parents who had tragically lost loved ones, um, you know, in combat missions. And he would, you know, he'd sit under the, the wing of Air Force One for sometimes 10 and 15 minutes, you know, talking with them, hugging them. And. I remember it because I was in transportation at the time where we, we did motorcade security and logistics. And, it, you know, we could never predict how long he would stay under the wing of Air Force One. So if you were shutting down traffic, you know, you don't want to shut down a highway for 20 minutes if you don't have to. I'd have to tell the local police officers and highway patrol, listen, just hold, hold, hold. 
you know, it's like Braveheart, you know, hold, hold. You tell don't shut it down yet. Maybe, no, he's going to get in the car. I'm like, trust me, he's with the Gold Star family. He takes a while with them. And, you know, it took, a, you know, it takes years to develop that kind of feel for the job. And they would get very nervous. They wanted to shut the highway down. So, you know, things like that. But it was a fascinating job. You know, I miss it sometimes, but I enjoy what I'm doing now, obviously, too. Well, absolutely. Speaking of presidents, you have a huge first guest lined up for your first show, President Donald Trump. What's a question you can't wait to ask him that hasn't been asked before? Well, I had him on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, as the days go by, I think everybody's fascinated with the idea of what's going to happen, you know, in 2024. Is he going to get out? And I want to ask him again, if you're going to get out and do it and run again, are you going to get out early? I, I asked him out on my podcast, and he kind of like hinted that he would get out really early after the midterms. So, you know, I'm hoping if he decides to run, that's what he I mean, he would probably be the de facto nominee. So it's not going to be a really intense primary like it would be in a normal uh, presidential cycle. So there's no benefit to getting out late in that case. You know, sometimes you get out late because you don't have to spend a lot of money. But money in PR won't be a problem for him. So I like to get him, uh, you know, kind of pin him down a little bit on that one. Uh, Dan, I got to ask, you know, from a police officer to Secret Service agent, uh, best-selling author, podcaster, you're about to take over the coveted noon to three slot. What do you do to relax? Um, as you can probably tell by my energy level on this call, I don't relax too much. Um, I will probably have a coronary event by the time I'm 50, <laughs> sadly. Uh, my, I have this interest. It's funny. I have this, like, um, I don't know what you call it, like a bio detector ring is aura ring and it measures everything your sleep and all i love this thing it's like the one thing i can't live it up your, your sleep your heart rate and one of the things it keeps telling me because it has an app is like you have to calm down i'm not <laughs> i'm not kidding it says we measured your hrv your heart rate variability and you're totally stressed out all the time but that's me i, I you know i i get it's not stress because stress implies that it's something negative. I like pressure. I always did. I was a cop, the Secret Service agent. I've never picked, you know, <laughs> low, low friction uh, employment. And being a radio host who's replacing in many markets Rush Limbaugh, you know, that's pretty high friction for me, too. But that's just how I live. I, I don't, you know, I, I run a couple businesses. I've taken on big tech. I'm not into relaxing. It's not relax when I'm dead. And you're dead a very long time. <laughs> So you know you got a lot of time to relax when you're dead. So that's when I'll chill out. That's absolutely true. Once again, we're speaking with Dan Bongino. Dan, is there anything else you would like our audience to know about you as you get set to hit the microphone? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm really this is a real tremendous, tremendous honor. And I, you know, I know those words are overused, and sometimes people just pay them lip service, but. This really is to me. You have to understand, I grew up listening and transforming a lot of my political ideology. A lot of my life decisions were made because of people in this forum. It's a really, really incredibly intimate forum. You're in people's cars. You're talking to them. It really is nothing like radio. And the fact that the station here is taking a chance on me, and I hope the audience will too, is... Uh, is really special, and I don't want you to think that uh, that doesn't that doesn't mean a lot to me because it does. Dan Bongino sliding into the noon till three spot in the lineup. It starts on May twenty fourth. We will be there for show number one. Dan, in the meantime, how can the audience get a taste of what's to come, and how can we all follow you? 
Oh, great. Well, check out my website, Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, dot com. All the links are there. We've got a number of special announcements coming up soon, too. This is uh, the radio is just the beginning. There's, there's more ahead. You'll start to see that filtering out in the coming weeks, too. So, Bongino.com. Well, Dan Bongino, thank you so much for being part of the big announcement for this morning. Good luck as you get started on May 24th. Hey, thanks, guys. I really appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.